Welcome back to Encounter. I'm Stacy Washington, and it is my pleasure to welcome our next guest to the program. It's Bridget Van Means. She is the vision leader and president of Thrive St. Louis, and I'm so excited to speak to you, Bridget. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Stacy. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And of course, you know, this is a subject that is so important to the body of Christ and my personal passion. So you double win. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm, this is an issue that I've, I've, I feel like I've grown up in it as I've learned more about it. And the Lord has spoken to me in so many different ways on, on this issue. And that now I feel like when I when I speak to people about it, instead of trying to kind of bludgeon them over the head with facts or kind of beating them down with mm-hmm. my knowledge, I'm really speaking more from the heart. And I think that has been part of the huge success we've seen with the pro-life movement nationally and here locally in St. Louis is that we're now heart to heart as opposed to mentally kind of mental jujitsu. It's it's mm-hmm. heart and it's it's God's word and it's the Holy Spirit. And we're all trying to work together to save women and babies. That's a really interesting perspective. I agree. We At this point, it's kind of interesting because of the dawn of the ultrasound and even, I would say, the 3D imagery and some of the things we're seeing with babies laughing in the womb and mm-hmm. twins fighting in the womb. Um, we know it's a baby, right? Mm-hmm. So logically, we now know it's a baby. Both sides know it's a baby. So now you begin to wrestle with the matter of the heart. And I think in general, the population even knows it's wrong. Um, Even pro-choice people would say sometimes that it's a necessary evil, Mm. right, or that it should be rare. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that internal resistance to the concept of ending this life is there. And so it's a matter of capturing the heart, probably very similar to some of the things that our ancestors wrestled with in terms of slavery. Um, I'm sure that, and we know that many slave owners knew that it was wrong, um, but weren't able to uh, connect with the heart and, and needed some help finding that path forward away from what they knew was wrong. Um, and so we've seen similar things in history and uh, are confident that God's people will rise up and um, command the culture and and drive the narrative to a place that is good and just and righteous and in keeping with the wonderful nation that we live in. We live in such a remarkable country, fantastic founders, and uh, we've we've come up against tough things before and come out on the side of right, and I'm confident that we're on the cusp of doing that again, especially with people like you speaking into it. You know, Bridget, I think the the point you're making that where you're connecting another part of our history as a nation where once it was it, it was just an acceptable evil, really. It was it, I don't mm-hmm. I don't see historical documents where people were literally saying, yeah, slavery is great. It was more like yeah. we, it, mm-hmm. it exists in our country. And at this moment, we can't obliterate it. And so we leave mm-hmm. that for a later time. And that's what the founders felt. But with abortion, I think it's a bit different in that there's been an evolution of sorts from the safe, legal and rare that you mentioned that I I still know plenty of Democrats who support the right to, as they say, choose, but under the safe, legal and rare doctrine. But the Democrats have kind of left that in the dust. And there's a kind of advocacy moment that we're in where there's the calm, quiet prayerful advocacy for women and babies and preborn babies. And then you have kind of a shrill, rabid, almost mm-hmm. hate filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a rancor that is mm-hmm. emanating from a certain part of the political discourse where people are advocating for abortion in a way that 
it almost feels like it's a religion to them or, or mm-hmm. a sacrament, mm-hmm. if you will. And it, it that goes back to what the Bible says about, you know, good and evil and what is holy and right and true and what isn't. And it's just a fascinating to, to kind of see all of that happening right now. We're, we're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So kind of a rad, there's a radical component, a radicalized component. And so that could be likened to the Ku Klux Klan, which, of course, they would hate, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the similarities are there. So just dehumanization of people taking that radical uh, position. But, of course, because of the political correctness and the, the great job that the opponents have done driving the narrative, you know, it, it, it seems to take on perhaps a more progressive, right, a more progressive mindset. But we know that it's uh, every bit as savage and inhumane as the worst forms of racism uh, and the behavior of groups like the Ku Klux Klan. Um, And probably the radicals do know that, and you're right about that. I definitely agree. I think it's been uh, just eye-opening. And and so speaking of eye-opening occurrences, I have had the same level of just kind of, it's been, I'm hard to shock, you know, Bridget, it's, you know, (laughs) you you can't be in this environment and be easily shocked. But I've really been surprised by the reaction of the judges here in the state of Missouri, reacting to the Missouri Department of Health, making simple requests of the Planned Parenthood Clinic on Forest Park Avenue, so safety requirements that other clinics abide by without any any mishap. Mm-hmm. And now the licensure, it, like there's no license. And I, what I'm what I'm looking for here is I kind of I want an update, but I'm almost afraid to ask you where where are we now with that okay, clinic. No. <laughs> And you're right. I think it's important for us to be to let let's be reasonable here in having this conversation. Um, the issue around the revocation or the refusal to renew the license to operate and perform abortions, specifically with Planned Parenthood, that decision was based on um, the similar kinds of decisions that would be made by the Department of Health and Human Services for any other organization. So, and actually it's Department of Health and Senior Services here at the state level. So any other organization, any other medical entity who breached um, safety compliance matters the way Planned Parenthood has, it would literally be a no-brainer. In fact, it wouldn't even have made it to court. The fact that it made to court in itself is unique. Um, The resistance of Planned Parenthood to allow these five doctors to bear witness to why these abortions went so wrong and why these women were so horribly injured by those surgeries. The refusal of the doctors to do that is unprecedented in state history. Um, I actually heard the head of the DHS saying that it would be likened to a pilot crashing a plane and being ref- and refusing to be interviewed about the crash. Mm. In other words, it's outlandish behavior. And yet we have this Judge Spelter who chose to support that outlandish behavior and never would or could, would it be any other kind of medical care. So you have the issue of the politicalization of the issue, but then you also have this matter of do you care about women's health? You know, if you were a female judge, would you be a little bit more concerned about women, 74 women being carted out of there, uh, you know, on stretchers? Uh, so there's obviously, yeah, there's an outlandish element to it, kind of a twilight zone, surreal. There's no way that the judge would decide that way. Oh, my gosh, he decided that way. Well, there's no way he'll decide that way again. Oh, my gosh, he just decided similarly again. 
And so then there's been this series of just bizarre, outlandish, irresponsible re- decisions by the judge. I say that with all due respect. Mm. And so then he kicks it over to the Administrative Hearing Commission and says, you know, I'm not even the one that's supposed to be hearing this case, um, really, when there's an issue between uh, the oversight organizations and the medical field. It should be decided by them. And so I'm going to kick, kick it over to the Administration uh, Hearing Commission. And so you're like, oh, finally, we're in good hands now. You know, clearly they are um, respectable and trustworthy and experienced with regards to making good basic decisions around breaches of health compliance. And then that organization decides against us also and gives Planned Parenthood until basically now October to operate without a license and in blatant refusal not only to comply with basic health safety practices, but to, to, to provide the proper just testimony from the physicians as to why these abortions went so badly and why these women were harmed so egregiously. So, yes, we are in this series of um, outlandish, bizarre choices and behaviors by people that we should be able to trust to make steady, fair decisions in the favor of the well-being of women. There is no other physician out there. Let's think of a plastic surgeon who would be sending 74 women out on stretchers, uh, gravely injured over a short period of time, with ever-increasing frequency, by the way, right? The number of ambulances appears to have accelerated lately. Mm. And to have these a, a judge like this or an organization like this say, hey, it's okay if the doctors don't want to talk about it. We understand that that might be upsetting for them. So they don't even have to explain why these women are leaving on stretchers. And you know what? Go ahead and operate without a license till October. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so absurd. It literally is absurd. Uh, but then the other side of that is it's very dangerous and jeopardizing. These women are in imminent danger, and no one's stepping in to do anything about it except the Department of Health. Uh, so we're very grateful to them for having intestinal fortitude. We're very grateful to our governor uh, for being a woman's advocate, for advocating for women's health. And we are standing in truth and before God, um, seeking justice on behalf of the women of Missouri. And so you, you've so perfectly encapsulated that, and I appreciate the update. And I wanted to give this last, uh, I think we have like 30 seconds left, to you to give some contact information. If someone's listening to KSIV for the very first time and they want to find out more about Thrive and what you do, where can they go? So I would love to have you reach out to me at thrivealivestl.org, thrivealivestl.org. And if you're a woman in need of advocacy and help, you can contact that uh, email addresses as well, website rather, and we would love to connect you with resources and support. ThriveAliveSTL.org. Fantastic. So I, I want to just give a, an additional plug. Bridget will love on you until you are coming. You'll, you'll be a hundred <laughs> times better uh, after meeting her and looking into her beautiful face. Bridget Van Means, Thrive STL. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks again, Stace. Talk okay, to talk soon. to you soon. Uh, so we are just so blessed to have been able to chat with Bridget just then, and we will have more for you when we return uh, with more Encounter right here on KSIV. I'm Stacy Washington. Encounter is you and the issues, where the facts and opinions make you an informed citizen of St. Louis. Thank you for your participation. Let a friend know about this talk and issues feature of Bot Radio Network and KSIV. Then join us next time for Encounter.